the San Francisco Experience Podcast, brought to you by Jim Herlihy. Independent commentary from a Silicon Valley perspective for a global audience, featuring newsmakers, thought leaders, and authors. Season 25, Episode 11, The Artificial Intelligence Supercomputer Race to the Top. Can the United States maintain its technology lead over China, Russia, and the Middle East? The key to controlling the future growth of artificial intelligence is access to the powerful chips made by NVIDIA, for example, to power supercomputers. But ring-fencing leading technology by one company or one country is not a given. For instance, SoftBank's Masayoshi Son is reported to be seeking a $100 billion investment for an AI chip venture to rival and eventually surpass NVIDIA. The project, codenamed Izanagi, would supply semiconductors essential for artificial intelligence development. SoftBank would inject $30 billion of investment in this new project, with an additional $70 billion investment coming from Middle Eastern countries. SoftBank already owns a 90% stake in ARM, a British chip designer. ARM's central processors already complement NVIDIA's chips for AI in data centers. At the same time, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman is working to secure U.S. approval for a global venture to boost AI chip manufacturing that raises antitrust concerns in Washington. Given the projected growth and demand for AI and the integration of the technology into the global economy, the demand for supercomputing power will far outstrip supply in the short term. So who and where will the suppliers be located? Can the United States maintain its current lead while balancing national security risks? Or is the genie out of the bottle and the chip technology replicable globally? First, let's start with supercomputers. What are they? Who manufactures them? And is there enough manufacturing capacity to meet demand. A supercomputer is any of a class of very powerful computers using the fastest high-performance systems available at any given time. They're used primarily for scientific research, engineering projects, weather forecasting projects, and they require very high-speed computations. The IBM Deep Blue chess-playing supercomputer, for instance, is an example of a supercomputer which was developed for a specific task. The main difference between a supercomputer and a general computer is the level of processing power and speed. The fastest computer in the world is the Frontier computer, completed in 2022. It contains 40,000 processors, that makes it one million times more powerful than an average computer. Weighing 270 tons, the Frontier is a behemoth. Higher than a supercomputer is a quantum computer. The cost of designing and building a supercomputer ranges from $100 million to $300 million. Microsoft's AI computer that powers ChatGPT that we've all begun to use and other large language models, is located in a dedicated facility in Quincy, Washington. The collaboration between Microsoft, OpenAI, and the chipmaker NVIDIA 
was carefully engineered to provide immense computational power. That computer in Washington contains 10,000 NVIDIA GPUs that excel at using the type of mathematical speeds involved in deep learning algorithms. Microsoft's Azure AI is being marketed to corporate clients to provide artificial intelligence capability. So will it take a Microsoft-type computer to create the large language models of ChatGPT, which is the model for AI development? So what is the population of supercomputers worldwide, and are these supercomputers AI-ready? Or do we need to build dedicated supercomputers for large language models and artificial intelligence like Microsoft and Google have built, and which Meta has under construction? An accurate global census of existing supercomputers is somewhat elusive. As of 2023, according to the firm Statista, there were 500 supercomputers, though other sources put the tally at 569 supercomputers. Given the sensitive defense uses that many of these computers are used for, it's not surprising that total numbers vary. Regionally, the numbers break down as follows. North America, 171 supercomputers. Asia, 169. Europe, 143. South America, 10. Oceania, 6. And Africa, 1. By country, the concentrations are as follows. The United States, 161. China, 104. Germany, 36. Japan, 26. United Kingdom, 12. France, 22. India, 15 and Russia 7. Of course, the low Russian number of seven supercomputers has to be viewed with some skepticism given the secretive nature of the Putin regime and their suspected use for military purposes. The annual pre-AI market for supercomputers in 2022 was about $9 billion, and it was projected to reach $25 billion by 2030. However, New projected growth generated by the explosive demand in AI is likely to exceed the $25 billion number. And again, supercomputer uses such as weather forecasting, engineering, fusion technology, simulation, and entertainment industry have been limited, but that is likely to change with AI. In Russia, for instance, a new chatbot called Gigabot was launched in 2023 but it's believed to be much less powerful than chat GPT. The need for Russia, China, and Middle East countries and other culturally close societies to develop their own large language model and AI systems is a fear that Western-trained LLMs, large language models, like chat GPT, could quote-unquote cancel their view of the world. After all, Russia, China, and many countries in the Middle East have a homegrown perspective on the world, and it's often driven by authoritarian ideologies. For instance, we've seen both Russia and China wall off their version of the Internet from Western influence. Imagine the deeper, more pervasive influence that American, European, British, Western-imbued, value-driven LLMs and artificial intelligence would have on their populations. Hence, 
their drive to control through cultural appropriation their own versions of artificial intelligence. But the adoption of artificial intelligence continues apace. More than one-third of European firms have adopted artificial intelligence in 2023, according to an Amazon Web Services report. Fueled by the growth of generative AI, the deployment of the technology brings the EU closer to the digital decade 2030, presented by the European Commission as a project in 2021. European business adoption of AI was up 32% last year and is projected to reach 75% by 2030. However, the EU has adopted an AI governance structure that some argue will stifle innovation and adoption of AI more broadly. Which brings us to the next aspect of our episode, AI adoption readiness. Stanford University publishes an annual report about the current state of artificial intelligence development and adoption, which provides comprehensive overviews. Stanford University's Human-Centered Artificial Intelligence Unit, known as HAI, is in its sixth year of publishing the Artificial Intelligence Index Report. The 344-page report tracks, collates, distills, and visualizes data very broadly related to artificial intelligence and aims to be the world's most credible and authoritative source for data and insights about artificial intelligence. The top 10 takeaways of the 2023 Stanford report are as follows. Number one, the AI industry continues to race ahead of academia. Until 2014, most significant machine learning models were released by academia. But since 2022, for instance, 32 significant industry product machine learning models were completed versus three by, by academia. Number two, artificial intelligence continues to post state-of-the-art results, but year-on-year improvement on many benchmarks was only marginal. Number three, artificial intelligence is helping and at the same time harming the environment. Number four, artificial intelligence models are starting to accelerate scientific progress on the positive side. Number five, the number of incidents concerning the misuse of AI is rapidly rising, like deep fake videos, for instance. Number six, the number of AI-related job postings has increased from 1.7% in 2021 to 1.9% in 2022. U.S. employers are increasingly looking for workers with AI skills. Number seven, global AI investment declined in 2022. Number eight, while the proportion of companies adopting AI has plateaued, those companies that have adopted AI are seeing cost decreases and revenue increases. Number nine, policymaking interest in artificial intelligence is increasing across the world. And number 10, many Chinese citizens believe that artificial intelligence has more benefits than negatives. And that's 78% of Chinese citizens believe that on balance, AI is better than not having AI by 78%. For Saudi Arabians, it's 76%. And in India, it's 71%. But here in America, it's only 35% 
of Americans who felt the same way. A UK-based consulting firm, Oxford Insights, has published a global AI readiness index for 2023. Understanding how to ensure that AI is adopted for public good continues to be a challenge. Oxford Insights has ranked 193 countries on government artificial intelligence readiness. They've identified three pillars, government, technology sector, and data and infrastructure to gauge which countries are best and least prepared to encourage the adoption of artificial intelligence programs. The United States and Canada rank number one and number five, respectively, in these three pillar models, with a heavy weighting to the technology sector. The top 10 countries in descending order for AI readiness are the US, Singapore, the UK, Finland, Canada, France, South Korea, Germany, Japan, and the Netherlands. China ranked number 16, and Russia number 38 in terms of readiness for AI. Ranking dead last at 193 was North Korea. In the critical technology pillar, the U.S. score was 81 versus 60 for China, which is reflective of the strong lead that the U.S. AI companies have in this field. To take AI readiness from the macro government level to the micro business level, Intel has prepared a white paper on the subject. It's a readiness model to help organizations and their decision makers to understand where to prioritize efforts. Some organizations are new to AI, others are already using AI and ready to scale up, and other companies are broadly implementing AI. Drilling down, each organization needs to assess foundational readiness. Do they have the infrastructure platform and the skills, the data sources and software packages to make AI functional in their companies? Secondly, operational readiness, skills and expertise, cybersecurity, governance, compliance, and risk are all factors when it comes to developing an AI program in any organization. And thirdly, transformational readiness. Does a company have the strategic leadership? Has it identified the business opportunity? Have they made a clear business case and business acceptance for AI in their day-to-day operations? Today's episode is part of our ongoing series on artificial intelligence and some of the resources that are available to develop an AI strategy for your company. The Intel White Paper brings the artificial intelligence discussion to a practical management level, and it's available online. And for our listeners, today's episode is number 498. Listen to the San Francisco Experience podcast on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, 18 platforms with listeners throughout the United States and in 60 countries. Feedspot has recognized us as a top 25 California news podcast, ranking number 12. This has been the San Francisco Experience with Jim Herlihy coming to you from San Francisco. 